0: Welcome to our Rolling Hills Community Church sermon podcast. I'm David Curtis and I'm the worship and discipleship pastor here at Rolling Hills, Nolansville. Today's sermon marks the end of 2021. It's been a year that's held challenge and change, but there's still so much to praise God for. As we come out of the Christmas season and turn the corner into the new year, we want to make today and every day all about one thing, Jesus. No matter what we have faced or will face in the days to come, our lives reflect our Savior. We all have a role to play in furthering the name of Jesus, and now is the time for us to show others who our God is. So let's jump into today's sermon now. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah. Family and welcome the day after Christmas. I hope and pray that you had a <laughs> wonderful Christmas and a great time with family and friends. And today is a great day for us to worship because we want to be Christmas people—not just one day a year, mm-hmm. but every day. We want to live for Christ and for His name and for His glory. And I'm joined today by my brothers. You know, this is awesome. All of our teaching pastors here at Rolling Hills, and and man, I just love these guys. I love being a part of this team. And so we got T. Lust out here. Is that? Columbia campus, and Jason Hale at Nolensville campus, and Nick Allen over at the Nashville campus, and Jacob Scrimshaw, who's our adult discipleship pastor, and Chase Baker family pastor. And so we all have the privilege to be able to communicate God's word at different campuses on Sunday mornings. And so now, because we're online only today, we get to be together, and I'm excited <laughs> about today. And so where we'll are be talking about that? What does it mean to be Christmas people, not just on December 25th? But now, December 26th, and then every day as we move into 2022. And I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Mm. The old is gone, and the new is here. Exclamation point right there, right? The new is here. And so when Jesus broke into the world, right, everything changed. And when Jesus comes alive into our hearts, everything changes. And so we want to be Christmas people. We want to be Jesus people every single day. And so we're going to talk about that today. How do we live out our faith? How do we live out Christmas every day of our lives? And so I want to just kind of go back and forth and talk about how does this play out in our everyday lives. And so I'm going to start with Chase Baker. Chase, family ministry. Talk about that. How do we live out Christ in our families, and how do we make Him the center of our homes?
2: Yeah, that's great, because as I was processing through this, I was process, processing through every Christmas this, this word comes to mind. Whenever I think about the birth story, when I think about a virgin birth, angels, shepherds, wise men, uh, it leaves this word wonder. I, mm-hmm. I love that. that word wonder. in I was thinking about carrying that word over in 2022 with our families. And if we are to live as Christmas people, I think that word wonder has to show up. We live in a culture where we've been conditioned big, bigger, and biggest. Like, it takes a lot to impress us nowadays. I mean, you, you think about all, we, we want a show, we want excitement. It takes more and more to get our attention. We are competing with things like Walt Disney, you know, uh, Dis- <laughs> Disney Plus, Netflix. Um, I don't know, there's just, just so much. Social media is another thing that just buys for our attention. It's super exciting, and, it, and we don't marvel at much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this word wonderful, and if you break it down, it just means full of wonder. Uh, no surprise. But also, it, there's another definition for it, um, to be in awe of, to marvel at, to be fa- fascinated by. And those three things, the people who do it the best are our children. Our children do that the best. I have a one-year-old, and she's excited about everything. Right? she's fascinated by everything. But yesterday was big. Yesterday, for Christmas morning, yeah. big deal. I have a five-year-old that, man, opening up gifts and seeing her being in awe, mm. and mar- eyes wide open, big smile on the face. And we look at uh, for grown-ups and for adults. We look at our our children, and we love it when they marvel mm-hmm. at things. They see through a different lens and different perspective. And, and my thing is, if we're not careful, we'll As adults, we'll lose that childlike wonder when it comes to our walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And we're called to have a childlike faith to be in wonder. Yes, it's okay. Like, we want to get doctrine straight. like That's important. We want uh, people to to go to church, church participation, get involved with the church, get involved with the body of Christ. That's important. We want people to have daily habits, Bible reading and prayer. But if we lose wonder... Mm -hmm then our walk with Jesus becomes mundane. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I want to be careful of in 2022 with our families. Are we, pointing, are we allowing our children to see the wonder of God? Mm. Um, are we pointing that out in, in, our, in our own lives and we're seeing the amazement of God even in the little things that God does throughout the year? There are several verses throughout the Bible that points to it. Um, let me read a couple of those. Um, Psalm 33, 8. Inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Exodus 15:11, Who is like you, O Lord? Among the gods. Who is like you, majestic in holiness, mm-hmm. awesome and glorious deed, doing wonders? And the last one is Luke five, twenty-six. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, and amazement ceased all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can if we could see extraordinary things and what God's doing, and I think if we're gonna live as Christmas people and lead our families really well, then wonder, childlike wonder has to be a part of that equation Man. in the new year yeah mm-hmm.
1: that is Solid. so good chase yeah I, I pray we never lose that sense of wonder man. Uh, yeah but fill us that the god of the universe sent his son to us you know mm-hmm. and man every day that we wake up and just go god what are you going to do today yeah you know yeah. and uh Absolutely. Man, we are redeemed that we're saved that is awesome mm-hmm. so good yeah so hey jason talk a little bit about how do we live out christ in our neighborhoods in yeah. our communities because you know, what's happening in Owensville has been awesome, and yeah. you're doing such a great job. And with the new building coming online in 2022, it's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. Talk about that.
3: Sure. Well, I think one of the things, uh, a verse that comes to mind is a a verse that you guys, I'm sure, will have a lot of familiarity with. A lot of people listening to this will know this passage, but John 13, uh, 34 and 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have Mm -hmm. loved you. Mm -hmm. So you must love one another by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And when I was thinking about this question of how do we be Christmas people Mm -hmm. (laughs) all year long in our neighborhoods, I, I just kept coming back to that very simple but yet profound concept of love that you have to really love one another and 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 it starts in our neighborhoods because there's no there's no better place for us to begin living out that calling than where and where where we are right now because the 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 zip codes the neighborhoods the streets that all of us live on and that everybody who's watching this where you live it's not by accident and Mm -hmm. so God has you there for a really specific reason and so how do you embrace that and just and live for him you know in those moments because as the church you know we have a really unique Calling in that all of our campuses, everyone who calls Rolling Hills home, what, what, why we exist, one of the primary reasons is to equip one another, to equip you to go out and reach more people for Jesus. Well, what a better place to start than the most local place known to man, yeah. which is your street, which yeah. is your neighborhood, mm-hmm. your town, you know, your community. And so it starts there with loving them. Uh, I I stumbled upon a quote, and I don't know who exactly it originated with, but I saw it via Tim Keller where he said, and this is a pretty old quote where he says, you know, if, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but if your church were to close its doors, would anyone mm-hmm. in the community or your neighborhood actually notice? Mm-hmm. And I think as a yeah. pastor, it, it's a travesty for me to think that if, if rolling hills didn't exist that our neighborhoods would our neighborhoods miss our church and, and I would like to hope to say yes and why that yes would be the answer is because of men and women living out their calling and being the church and loving people well and, and proclaiming the name of Jesus and being that hope and light to those you know they come in contact with because uh, you know the reality is all of the things that are so important the the reasons that we love people and how we do that and how we show that you know if we're not careful people will go searching after that and they'll find it in in other places and as the church you know we have to be you know on the front lines of that I I remember I was thinking about this just the other day Uh, we have a Mm four-year-old and I remember the day that we came home from the hospital and our neighbor who has since moved uh, but uh, was didn't go to church and they were the first people that called us to say can we mow your yard because mm-hmm. you know this life-changing things yet and it really it really struck me in such a positive way because I thought here's somebody who for all intent and purposes is not living the life that I'm living and one of their first go-to's was how can we help you mm-hmm. well Fast forward, I think about a committee that I served on in the town of Nolensville, and there was something kind of tragic that happened to a person on the committee, their family members, and I saw folks that were not, you know, were not believers, were not men and women who were going to church every week. They were the ones that started stepping up and meeting needs and putting together meal trains, and you know, and it, and it just it it kind of caught my attention because I thought. There's work for us to do because Mm -hmm. as the church in our neighborhoods, we have to be always stepping up and always meeting those needs because people desperately need that and they'll find it Mm -hmm. somewhere else. And how do we, you know, stand in the gap and and love people really, really well? And, you know, it starts right with our neighborhood and seeing those needs and meeting them. And so that's Mm -hmm. one of my prayers for all of us in 2022, that we Mm -hmm. would really turn up the temperature on that and Mm -hmm. find ways to continue loving people, you know, just really as Jesus would love them, um, and with no strings attached, but love them as He has loved us, uh, because that's how the world knows who we belong to.
1: Mm. That's so good, Jason. So love good. It. I think people would miss Rolling Hills because they wouldn't be able to get their Christmas presents wrapped.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. How do I get well, this wrapped? And that's, that's honestly one of, I think, the <laughs> things yeah. that makes Rolling Hills so yeah. exciting, is yeah. I think we,
3: not to, you know, this is totally not a brag session, no. but I think yeah. we, we, certainly seek to make our communities better yeah. and, and it's because of so many people who who do that and who live out that calling
1: yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's our call right, right. it's a, we're called to serve be the hands and feet of christ and that's so, right yeah i love that i love it and i love that we get to serve together you know what's happening in local missions and, and jacob you know mm-hmm. with the giving wall and how many people brought gifts i mean you know thousands of gifts were brought and phew, taking care of people and, and just your generosity matters church mm-hmm. and and we want to say thank you yeah. for that and we do pray in 2022 that we continue to look that, you know, the wrapping station or giving generously uh, would carry over into our lives into our everyday lives, you know, going forward.
4: That's yeah, so that's. The, I mean, that's the heart behind Do Good Local is that yeah. Yeah, we work with organizations to do good local in our community, but it really starts with us individually mm-hmm. at our front door. Yeah. Yeah. How do I see my street as a mission field like Jason was talking mm-hmm. about? How do I care for those around me and do good local where God placed me specifically? at my address, on my street. So, I mean, Mm. it's really the heart behind a lot of what we do is what Jason's talking about.
1: Mm. Yeah, So good. Well, Nick, talk about this (laughs) because, you know, we've had a great break. And uh, for some people, they've got to go back to work tomorrow, (laughs) right? You know, and that's going to be tough. Or some people have the week off. But in 22, we're back at it, back at work. So how do we go back different? Right? You know, we talk about the Magi went back different. You know, we talk about the shepherd's return, glorify and praise the God. What about us? How do we go back different?
5: I'm glad you went to the Magi because yeah. you know, that's where we were, you know, just last week. And I was thinking through and processing that, knowing that I was going to have to come and Debbie Downer talk about everybody's got to go back to work and <laughs> back to the routine and the mundane. Christmas is so different, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's this season of. Things that are different. We don't do all of this stuff all year long, thank goodness, because mm. we wouldn't be able to maintain it. But right. now we got to go back to the normal. Now we got to go back to the mundane. And I was reading the passage that you shared um, mm. from 2 Corinthians chapter five. Go back to verse fifteen. All right, just read that one. It uh, stuck with me. 2 Corinthians
1: five verse fifteen says, "And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves."
5: That, okay, stop right there. That's it. Uh. And, and I go back to that. Just this whole purpose of of why Jesus came. Why did he die? so that we wouldn't have to live for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm processing that idea of workplace and vocation and purpose in life and and what we do and then how we fund all the things that we have to do, how we fund all the things that we get to do. Work is important and and work was present before the fall. You know, God gave Adam and Eve a purpose and and a role in the garden. So we know that it was always something that we were intended to do and that's good for us. But because of sin, it's become uh, kind of the means to an end or an end to justify the means like where we do make it all about us, like my goals, my aspirations, my mobility, me going up in life increase is what I think of when I think of work. How how can I work harder so that I can get more? Mm. And so for me, I think it starts with a a perception change. And and the wise men, the idea of going that far to Mm. seek God, I I quoted uh, Dr. Tony Evans last week, when he talked about, you know, Herod was opposing Jesus um, the religious leaders in the community were ignoring Jesus yeah. and these wise men came seeking Jesus. Well, that, that's who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was reading this week from uh, Second Chronicles um, chapter 15 and it, it's talking about King Asa. There weren't that many good kings in Israel and Judah's history and he was one of them so he he kinda stands out and he made a lot of reforms. As we look towards the new year there's probably a lot of areas of our lives that we want to make some changes, some, some set some goals, do some resolutions, kinda figure out some new stuff that's about us and, and when it comes to work gosh this just stood out it says in chapter 15 the spirit of God came on Azariah son of Oded he went out to meet Asa and he said to him listen to me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin the Lord is with you when you are with him if you seek him he will be found by you but if you forsake him he will forsake you and then it says in verse 3 for a long time Israel was without the one true God and without a priest to teach and without the law I think a lot of times we compartmentalize what we do. Like, okay, this is my church life. Mm-hmm. This is my family life. This is my neighborhood. And, and this is my work life. And, and God, I want you to infiltrate each one of these areas in different ways. But my work life, that's me. That's, mm-hmm. that's my goals. That's my purpose. That's my future. That's my name, my reputation. And, and for a lot of us, for a lot of people, for a lot of people that I know, it's, it's difficult to figure out how can, how can I interject how can I infuse? How can I focus on God in the workplace? Particularly if you, if you work in a place where, where diversity is really high and you don't know how I can talk about Christ at work. I don't know how I can share my faith in a place that's, that's not really open to that. You know, we all work at a church. If we're not sharing our faith with one another, <laughs> something's wrong, but mm-hmm. people out there, they're, they're working in so many different environments. Yeah. And, and I know that they feel the challenge, the, the deep personal challenge. How do, I, how do I make Christ a focus of what we do? And so for a long time, you may be sitting in a situation where it doesn't feel like my work life, my goals are, are intersecting with my faith, but, but in their distress, it says in chapter 4, you know, there's a lot of stress related to work, yeah. they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and they sought Him, and He was found by them. And it goes on to say, like, in those days, it wasn't safe to do this, and ha- everything was just in utter turmoil. And so I kind of want to say to people at the start of the year, hey, if, if work life, if, if business, if the pace of what you're trying to keep up with is in utter turmoil, take a pause and and, and seek a God. Mm. Um, and, and then I love this because it says when Asa, verse 8, when he heard these words in the prophecy of Azariah, son of oded the prophet, he took courage. Mm. Like, I just want people to be bold where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says this he removed the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, from all the towns that he had captured in the hills of Ephraim, and then he repaired the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple. And I, I look at those two words, and I think that. I kinda want that to be my 2022. Mm. Uh, come back to me in a couple months and say, hey, Nick, are you still focusing on those two words? Um, removing the things that don't need to be there and, and repairing the things that do, mm. restoring the things. And I think if people are looking at what they do in, in a day-in, day-out basis, how they, how they work, how they interact in the world, there's, there's probably some things I gotta remove. Mm. Um, the, the focus off of me living to my own ends, trying to justify the way that I live and move and how I spend and what I'm working towards, But then there's also some things to repair, some relationships, um, some opportunities, um, and even a a focus on Christ every day, all day, because we're called to be the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christmas reminds us of as much as anything else. And we can be a light in the places that he has sent us. You spend more time at work than really anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, When you talk about your waking hours, um, it is a golden opportunity for people to infuse Christ in those situations. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen unless we remove a few things and are willing to repair some stuff and really recenter, refocus and rededicate. That's what they did at the conclusions passage. They all made this community commitment Mm. to focus on the Lord. Mm. Um, And I think we can do that. And I think we'll see immeasurably more (laughs) things happen in 2022 um, as people focus on, hey, removing what doesn't need to be there and focusing in on Christ. I love
4: that. that. You ever think about how many times has somebody come to you and said, you know, I wish I need a new job because I want a job that has purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and helping people see that you're like, I want to go to ministry. Well, you have an opportunity for ministry in your job more than we do sometimes as pastors because the purpose is not exactly what you're doing at your job. It's the people God's put you around. Absolutely. And helping people see that perspective. I mean, there's times where I wish I could just go and be with people and not automatically be the pastor where people think I have an agenda. Why am Mm -hmm. I talking to him? And just to be with people and say, I'm just with you and I want to hear from you because— I love you, and I'm your friend, and I want to have a relationship with you and eventually show you what being a Jesus follower looks like. And when I look at the idea of,
5: you know, that 2 Corinthians
4: 5.17, the Mm -hmm. old is gone.
5: Mm -hmm. We don't have to live lives according to our own agendas. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good thing. Um, And the new has come. (laughs) That word new, it's literally (laughs) unprecedented. We don't want to talk about things being unprecedented too much (laughs) as we approach the new year. (laughs) But it literally means unprecedented. It's not been seen before. It means uncommon, not normal. Mm. That's what we want people to do. Mm -hmm. You you know, you talk about the idea of living as Christmas people. That's weird. Mm. That's that's different. (laughs) Living as people who are focused on Christ in all those areas, Mm. in the workplace, in the neighborhoods, in our family. That's that's different. Um, I'm excited about that. I love
1: that. I love that imagery you were talking about that. You know, through Christ, we now become the light of the world. And mm-hmm. you think on Christmas Eve as we're all lighting those candles and to watch those mm-hmm. candles that was so and that cool light to go I out, you know. It's and right. now it's going all over the community and all mm-hmm. over, you know, into workplaces. And yeah, it's pray spreading. To it. We the of Jesus, yes. one light at a time. Boom. Yeah. Pass it on. Pass it yeah. on. Oh, so good. Hey, T, talk about this because a lot of adults we got to head back to work, but. <laughs> Kids are gonna be going back to school, you know, and yeah. adults that changes their our crying routine at home right yeah. now. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, They like
5: just yeah. ruined their day. Yeah. So it's okay,
4: that. you've got a it's few faster, more weeks. Yeah. yeah, you
1: got time off. Don't <laughs> Which, worry. Parents are like,
4: when we go back to school? <laughs> yeah, <we go> <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. exactly.
1: So talk about that. How do we bring Christ into our schools and yeah. our community?
4: And
6: it's just kind of thinking through this, and, and especially just the, that question: how do we how do we be Christmas people? Yeah, uh, uh-huh. especially students. You know, like what does that look like on on a on a day to day, and, and I, thinking back to when I was a student—no jokes about how long ago that was—but <laughs> um, but, you know, like there was this angst. I can remember it: in middle school, high school. There's angst to be in another spot, you know, mm. like to be in that <laughs> next phase of life. I, I remember. Uh, just thinking when my dad would come home from work I can't wait until I can just come home and sit on the couch like my dad doesn't had no idea that he had a <laughs> lot more to do than just that right yeah <laughs> um, but the reality like just can't wait to get out of school and, and th- those kind of things but just the, for me I just kind of thought about thinking even about the people that we've studied over the past couple weeks you know what, what especially Simeon and Anna they were faithful to be in the place that god had placed them mm-hmm. you know to be the to be in the spot that god had placed them and, and the role that they played in this whole story and uh, in, in the in the story of christ was because they were faithful in the place that god had placed them mm. and for students you know it's not about looking to your senior year or to middle school if you're in elementary or you know college if you're in high school it's really about being in the place that god's placed you and, oh, and understanding yeah. i mean he's he has you there for a reason it's mm-hmm. not an accident that you're there um, and we've said it a, a number of times here, and, and it's one, I think we, we say it at, at one of our campuses every week, that this is your time. Like, this yeah. is the moment. God, you know, the disciples had theirs, yeah. Simeon had his, yeah. Anna had had hers, and this is yours. This yeah. is your moment where God has you, yeah. and it's not by accident. And, and so just, that you know, like remaining faithful in that. The other is just really kind of understanding the role that we play. And going back to the passage that we just read in that, in that uh, 2 Corinthians 5, you know, it, that old has is, old is passed away, new has come. But then it says he's, he's reconciled us yep. and given us the ministry of reconciliation. As ambassadors, we go out. Uh, and, and, and just the reality that we now carry, as those who are reconciled, we now carry that message of reconciliation, which is a message of hope and peace and love and joy, which, I mean, I can imagine that the kids that I'm sitting next to in my social studies class, that they need that hope and joy and peace. My teachers, the administrators, the, the lady that works in, in, the, in the cafeteria, that I get to be a, an ambassador to carry that message uh, that has tra- transformed my life and to, to share that with them. Uh, and so, I mean, just kind of understanding, you know, like that God has placed me in this spot and it's not on accident. And the role that I have is an ambassador to mm-hmm. carry that. Um, and, you know, just for personal experience and just kind of watching it, you know, serving as a college young adults pastor for a little while and uh, just kind of watching college students. The other thing that I would say is just so important is that priority that we place it, to be Christ- Christmas people to, to place a priority on spending time with God in His Word and with God's people in worship and in community. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just something about if, if we're gonna be Christmas people, we're not gonna do it alone. Mm-hmm. And we're certainly not gonna do it without spending time with Him, you know? Uh, so if you're elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and, and that's kind of the next, you know, you're going back to school here in the next couple weeks, that priority that we place on spending time with Him in His Word and with His people in worship and community. And it can't be overvalued, mm-hmm. you know, just if we're going to live the life that God's called us to live mm-hmm. and, and the place that God's called us to live, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I don't, Can I add something to
3: what yeah, you said? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was, cool. as you were talking to you, I was thinking about even from parents. I mean, mm. parents need to if if any parents yeah. tuned out for the last 5 minutes, you know, go back and listen <laughs> to that too from a parental perspective because yeah. I think it's easy. It's really easy for me, I mean, yeah. in full disclosure, to kind of you want your kids to be at a different place and you yeah. kind of you want to be out of that stage and into the next stage, but also just being faithful in that moment. I mean, and that hit me this week when we had our Learning Center Christmas programs and our Learning Center mm-hmm. director, uh, Sarah, was speaking and she was talking about these preschoolers on the stage and her college son was home and happened to be there kind of helping, you know, run lights and those kinds of things. And she said, you know, don't blink because that one back there, and she pointed <laughs> at him, yeah. she said, he was yeah. doing this, these programs, <laughs> wow. you know, just <laughs> like two days ago. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, oh, wow. yeah, oh, yeah like mm-hmm. it, it hit me, you yeah. know, that, that to also as a parent, don't don't, don't try to force them fast forward, fast forward. Yeah, you know, just yeah, to yeah. be and as, as challenging as that season yeah. might be mm. to just enjoy it because it is, it happens, yeah. you know, so quickly. And, and that, that really spoke to me when she said yeah. that I was like, yeah, I, I've been so guilty of yeah. wanting to just kind of uh, speed totally. up this yeah. season because it's difficult. But oh,
6: yeah. And I don't say just in, in, in like manner, just the, to the parents, you know, like the priority that we're asking our students to place that we also make that a priority for ourselves, but for them, you know, like, Hey, if, If some of them, especially if they're you know under driving age, getting to church is not going to be a choice that they make. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a choice that you know I have to prioritize that for my students and for my kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe that's not been something I've done over the last little bit. And I think
2: that speaks to the issue of developing healthy habits. I think we've developed so many unhealthy habits over time. You look at twenty twenty through (laughs) twenty twenty one. I think I think yes, maybe some people have have developed some some healthy habit, but I think a lot of people have developed some unhealthy mm-hmm. habits. So, so how do you establish some healthy habits, not just for ourselves, but, but for our kids, helping them establish some healthy habits of, of those things that you're talking about, the, you know, what would it look like for them to see you? in God's word, mm. to see you pray, pray over them. And uh, Jason, I think that's exactly right. You don't wish time away. We, yeah. we have so many uh, incredible moments now. We use this phrase, it's just a phase, don't miss it. Just a phase, don't miss it. Because if we blink an eye, it's gonna be gone. How can we really take advantage of this time? And I look at students uh, as well. What a unique opportunity. I, don't, I didn't realize this whenever I was mm-hmm. in school. Um, that I'm sitting next to a bunch of people who have very different stories, and they have very different journeys, and God's working in that many different ways, mm-hmm. and I get to be a part of it. I don't think I ever clued in, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. so unique. That the whole school situation is so unique. Teachers, you get to be a part, uh, get to be in your lives. The students that you're around, the 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 school that you're in, it's just so unique. Yeah. And what a great opportunity. Um, almost any other time that you, that's a mission field, yeah. right yeah. there. So. Oh.
5: What he said—the idea of being engaged in God's word and then engaged in a community of worship—we're yeah. not going to do any of this stuff. Well. Oh yeah, workplace, neighborhood, missions, family—we're not going to do any of it well if it's not back to those two things. It's a good time to remind people: hey, mm-hmm. the, the daily step is out. Yeah, it's an is. opportunity yeah. for you to read God's word and connect with it. It's a question I probably get asked more than any other, and you guys do too. Like, how do I just start reading God's word, yeah. or how can I help my kids? <laughs> what should my kids? read Oh. Nick, tell me a devotional that I can buy for, you know, my son or my daughter who's this age or this age. And that's what we gave our, our nieces and nephews this mm. year. And so if people are asking, let's say, hey, this is a way to get your kid tuned into God's word. This is a way for yeah. a high school student to pay attention to God's word. And then for us as adults, like this is a way that we can be dialed into it, too, because the mm-hmm. resources are there. Yeah. Like the religious leaders in Jesus's day, a lot of times we're ignoring them. Mm. And so it's, it's good to dial in. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, hey, this goes along with that, but sports. Jacob,
1: talk about yeah. that because it's a big deal in our <laughs> community and our. Did you give society. him that for a reason? Like because yeah. of my athletic prowess. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> or he's the dad of athletes. <laughs> You're yeah. the winner. You're the winner. Yeah, he's coaching all yeah. these things. It's DNA. It's DNA. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about this recently. I was I was entertaining myself. Chase was talking about streaming things. I was streaming a a documentary about the the death of the rental store, like the video rental store. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, And I'm gonna date myself where I remember a time where on the weekend, the video rental store was a cultural meeting place where you saw people you know, you're like, oh, you're renting Hunt for for Red October again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you saw people, it was a a cultural gathering place uh, to where you saw people and and that doesn't exist anymore because it's all online, it's moved to streaming. And it made me start thinking like, what are the things in our life that used to be a cultural meeting place that has been taken away by either an online substitute, like streaming? And then what are the places that still exist where you see people in the community that you normally wouldn't see? So, I mean, Target is a place. You see people at Target all the time, you know, like people you know, people you don't know. So it's a cultural meeting place. And what are the places that almost will never be taken away from streaming? And one of them is sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't care what they say about the metaverse. You're not, I'm I'm not gonna play, I mean, I may be playing baseball in the metaverse, but my kids are gonna be playing physical, Baseball, And so what it provides is this this irreplaceable cultural meeting place for people. So we have our schools. We have our neighborhoods. We don't get to really choose our neighbors. We don't get to choose the people in our classrooms. And uh, sports is another way where we're put with people. We get to meet with them weekly outside of our normal rhythms of life into this new rhythm with people we may not have normally been exposed to, which what that is is an amazing opportunity for us Mm -hmm. to say, How do I, the way I see work, the way I see school, how do I see sports in the same way? So I'm speaking specifically like from a parental perspective. If I'm sitting there watching my kids play basketball, I'm around people that I don't know. And just like the story of in school, they have narratives that I don't know. They may be hurting. They may not know Jesus. They may not know these things. And I may be the only gospel they may ever come in contact with. And it may only be 16 games of basketball. But how do I not waste sports right. in that way? Mm-hmm. So we're like, "Hey, hey Nick, man, uh, nice to meet you. That's my son Jude out there. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys from around here and start that relational mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. and investment in people to say, "I'm not going to mm-hmm. waste this moment." At the same time, like I, I coached sports uh, since I've had the ability to coach sports, and I, this last time I coached two baseball teams. And one thing I realized was I was able to pour into these, these guys on my team where, because you know everything in sports is about moving people forward. Well, I thought to myself, how can I also move them forward, not just in talent, not just in baseball, but in character? And how am I I using coaching on purpose to teach them what a man of Christ leads like? How does he lose well? Because we lost a lot, and I had to teach them (laughs) how to lose well, uh, and and how does Christianity inform that? Uh But at the same time, I I overcommitted myself. Mm. I was coaching two teams, and I was like, I shouldn't have done this because I was able to invest in the kids, but I wasn't able to invest— in the parents as much. So this year I'm, I'm only gonna coach one team so I can be the dad in the stand, so I can be the guy meeting other guys and, and getting connected with them and helping uh, pour into them in a way that's, you're not gonna be able to, to do everything in those scenarios, yeah. but just having the mindset going in that I'm really gonna invest in these people around it. We're gonna be together and God thought for a reason and my son would be on this team with this people for a reason and how can I invest in those moments? But at the same time, Sports is, is such a, it could, it could be mis, misuse as an idol. Yeah. It could also mm-hmm. be a, a great character building thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up playing every sport, like most of us here, and it was most of the character building, team building, leadership things, you learn from playing sports, but you also learn things about life. Because I remember so many times, like you do something well in sports, and the first thing you do is you look up at mom and dad and see if they'll watch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I mm-hmm. noticed that happens a lot of time, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm exempt from it, is you look up at mom and dad and they're looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. So they're not engaging with the people next to them. Mm-hmm. And they're streaming Hunt for Red October on their phone <laughs> or something. Nobody but <laughs> but just, just the idea of like how formative it is wow. just to be engaged with yeah. your child
2: mm-hmm.
4: as their plate. Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, you're also teaching those around mm-hmm. you this is really important. This is what parenting looks like from a Christian perspective. So really, when you look yeah. back at it, we have these opportunities yeah. with sports. It's, it's an opportunity, but it's also a chance to show people like with the possibility of idolatry in sports to say, this is the number one thing for our family. And we all know the percentages of uh, the chances of our kids being professional Profes- athletes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. very low, you know, very low. I mean, yeah. speak for yourself. I mean, no, <laughs> <He's got laughs> oh. yeah. no but, but, but honestly, you look at it and you're like, that's not possible. So what are they here for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're here for character building. Practical. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really good practical wisdom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good. Well, well, guys, I I think this has, man, been so encouraging. And, and, you know, as we start this new year that's coming, you know, and and next Sunday, January 2nd, we'll be launching a brand new series called Advance. And we're talking about developing those healthy habits, you know, like you were talking about, Chase. But we're going to be talking about how do we grow spiritually? How do we have those spiritual healthy habits going forward? And how do we mentally and relationally. We're going to start with physically. How do we physically advance? Because a lot of people have gotten stuck. I mean, really, in 2020 and 2021. And, and we need to go forward. We need to advance. And we need to become all that God created us to be. We are a new creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we grow, right? Salvation comes, and then there's sanctification. And that's that maturation process spiritually. And so our hope and prayer is that 2022 will be your best year yet spiritually. Mm-hmm. That you'll grow. And, and I just want to encourage you. You know, uh, today, many of you may be unpacking, right, Uh, all the Christmas tree stuff. You're packing it back into the box that you unpacked, and you put it all up, you know, three weeks ago, and now you're packing it back (laughs) into the boxes, and you're loading the boxes, and all the ornaments, and everything's going back in boxes today, tomorrow, the next week. But I pray, I pray, I pray that you wouldn't just put your faith back in the box. Mm -hmm, I pray that you wouldn't pack Jesus back in there. I pray that Christ would come alive in your heart. He was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but I pray you'd be born in you, born in us. Mm -hmm. And that the joy, the wonder, Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. that, the wonder of Christmas would stay alive in us Mm -hmm. every day of the year. And it would fill us and it would overwhelm us and it Mm -hmm. would impact the way we parent. It would impact the way we live in our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It would impact us at work. It would impact us at school. Mm -hmm. It would impact every aspect of our lives that Jesus is alive and we are new creations in Christ. And so let's make this the best year yet, and let's live it all for the glory of God. I'm so glad you joined in today, and and I want to tell you, I just love serving God with these guys. I love serving God with you. I believe Rolling Hills God is doing something really special, and I believe next year is going to be our best year yet as a church. And what we're going to see in Knowlesville, new campus, Columbia is growing like crazy, in Nashville, what's happening in adult discipleship is we're maturing in our faith, and in family ministry. It is awesome. I mean, there are hundreds, almost thousands of kids running around between all of our campuses, we're able to impact the next generation for Christ. Mission trips coming back, a lot of great ministry that's going to happen next year, and we all get to do it together for the glory of God. And I'm so grateful and thankful. So, Nick, will you pray for us and close Mm. us
5: as we close this time together? Absolutely, I would love to. Let's pray together. Mm. Father, we are thankful for this day. Um, It's a day that you created, and it has purpose um, and as I resonate with what my brother said here today and what we've experienced together, um, I just keep thinking about the word opportunity. Yes. Um, that, that, that this harvest that you've put in front of us, mm. that these, these lives that we live, the neighborhoods that we're placed, the mm. jobs that we have, the schools that we attend, the families and the communities that we're a part of, um, they are ripe with opportunity. Mm. Um, and so, God, would you help us um, to remove distractions mm. and to remove barriers? and to focus in to seek Jesus in everything that we do this year and watch him come alive, not only in our hearts and in the lives of our kids, uh, but in, in the people that are around us. Um, help us to seize every available opportunity, God, to shine your light into the world because we want to see people come to know Jesus. We can experience the joy of Christmas all year long when we know him and when we seek him. It's in the power of his name that we pray today. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Blessings on you. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills sermon podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, where you can find great podcasts like Making History Parenting Podcast, Men's Leadership Network, RH Women's As You Go Podcast, and more. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening and ways you can stay connected. We're thankful for you.